Our sponsor today is Stamps.com. Again. Yeah. I don't get it either. But they wrote the check. Thanks for joining us today at the Anecdotal Experience Podcast. Do you have any tips for the pod? What do you like? What don't you like? Do you like me? Is this your favorite part? Hey, thanks for coming back to the Anecdotal Experience Podcast. And also, uh, to anyone that shared um, any of the podcast on Facebook, thanks, because that's how people listen to it. That's how people actually hear about it. So thanks a lot. That's uh, that's really cool. And get a free t-shirt. Come get it. Um, today we have Jacob Wilson on the podcast. Really, this was a ton of fun. Talk about a bunch of stuff kind of go in different places um i think my favorite part is we talk about kind of building a community and is it better to build a bigger community versus a better community through exclusion through saying no to people and uh not letting them in the group some argue that's a bad idea some argue it's a good what do you think the answer We'll surprise you. Jacob Wilson, let's do this. I have a, yeah, I have a way more positive experience. I, I've been really lucky yeah. to like get a bunch of shit. Yeah. And to kind of progress, not at like a rapid pace, Yeah, but like a like a good pace like makes like i've hit like every milestone i think i should have at the time i should have right like i think i've been lucky enough to be like good at every level that sounds so like cocky say but, dude say whatever you want yeah like it feels cocky but I, like, I feel like i've been good at like every level like when i was yeah. starting i was like good for a new guy now right. i'm like getting to like i'm a good host like now i'm like getting to more like as i go on i'm like getting better to like reach those new yeah. goals. So I've been like, I think I've been really lucky to have that. So yeah, comedy. you feel like you're putting in the work, getting better and like getting, making the progress or even kind of the opportunities. You're getting the opportunities that you probably deserve. I don't know if deserved. Yeah, it's not is a good right word, is it? Yeah, I don't know. Cause I'm not like, you know, I deserve everything, but I yeah. think I'm meeting I'm meeting the opportunities that I'm getting. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm like raising myself to like meet opportunities that I could get. And then when I get them, I'm like that. I yeah. raise myself to that level to like actually do something with the opportunity. Totally. It's like you get an opportunity to host, then you like fuck up your first yeah. like host weekend. Cause you weren't ready, but you got it, but yes. you weren't ready for it. Like, you're grateful and you realized you had yeah. this opportunity and you have to do everything you can to make sure that you don't, you do right by the people that gave you. Right. Like, yeah. you, like someone trusted you enough yeah. to do a weekend, to do a spot or to do a show or yeah. to do whatever you get. And you have to like bring yourself to that level where you're like, well, I'm not going to be good for a first time host. I'm going to be a good host yeah. because you gave me the opportunity to be a host. Right. So now I'm going to be a good host. Totally. Yeah. Meeting the expectation of a person. And 100%. Yeah. Because they do it. I don't know. Do you feel this way? We'll kind of get into kind of how you kind of came up and talk about yeah. the opportunities you're getting and how you're kind of capitalizing on them. But 
um, I have this. Do you feel like if someone gives you an opportunity, because it's them saying, hey, I I have a good feeling about you. Mm-hmm. When I have something like that, when someone says, hey, I think you'd be, you could do this, you could do that, when I have to live up to that expectation, mm-hmm. it gives me that sense of not, not like I get nervous or I get arrogant, but it's, all right, this person, I'm going to exceed their expectations. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's but it's not for me personally. It's not like exceeding their expectations. It's like exceeding my expectations. Okay, of how myself. so? So like, if so, like when I got my first hosting weekend, it wasn't like because Gabe Kia booked it okay. and gave me a weekend. It wasn't like I want to prove Gabe that I can host. Okay. It was like I want to prove to myself that okay. I can host. Like it's not really like wanting the person who gave you something to like think yep he he, he did should, it he did it he should have gave that him, yeah it's more of like someone gave me this opportunity and i want to prove to myself that i should have it right interesting okay yeah i do i do that i'm more on the side of uh i want I want people to know they made the right decision. Yeah. Do you, you know might I mean? be a way more empathetic person than I am. I don't know, but at the same time, you might just be a more self-confident person than I am. I think I'm a more selfish person than uh, you are. You're an asshole. Yeah, 100%. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but as am I. I am a... Yeah, let's go with asshole. Asshole? Yeah, cool. I like that. Just a couple of assholes. Yeah. But we knew that. It's the murder of assholes. Yeah, dude. That's my grouping of assholes. Yeah. I think murder is the right choice. Yeah, uh, ravens and assholes. Yeah. Or a herd would be fun. Like a herd of assholes. Like you lasso an asshole? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, there's the word ass in. Let's get back to what we were talking about. Lasshole. Lassholes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so yeah, let's, uh, you know what? Let's just start. um, Let's talk about you getting your first hosting weekend but the steps you took to get there yeah i got my first hosting weekend was for dan saint germain okay go bananas which was a better weekend than i deserved okay for first because explain what a hosting weekend is to our okay so hosting weekend um it's kind of like your first step that you're working for in Mm -hmm. comedy so you start comedy you're doing a bunch of open mics you're hopefully getting on like bar shows and stuff and you're just like meeting people and getting better consistently and like once you show that you can do like 10 funny minutes you've put in the time and the work and you're like cool with everybody because like hanging out's a big part of it Mm -hmm. um the club will like give you an opportunity to be on a weekend show and it's a host who does 10 minutes and then a feature who does like 25 and then the headliner is like 45 to like whatever uh so you just get a paid gig mm-hmm. so it's kind of like a little nod like hey man uh you're not you're still new but it's like hey you're not the new new anymore. welcome to the first yeah like to the first yeah step. exactly it's like i always this is i did jujitsu for like three months uh-huh. and i've like been obsessed with mma since i was in high school and uh the i always like liken it to like belts in jujitsu because yeah. they have a white belt a blue belt purple brown and then black yeah and it takes you about like 10 plus years to like get from white belt to black belt yeah and i think it like takes 10 years to get good at anything and comedy especially like it takes you like 10 years to be like a good good comedian right so i was liking it like to you're an open mic you're a white belt you're just learning the basics you yeah. don't know anything 
yeah. and then you get your blue belt. You, get you like break a, a board. Yeah, you get yeah, like yeah. a hosting weekend. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, so now you're you've learned some stuff. Like you're yeah. past the bare basics, mm-hmm. and now you can start like working. Right, and then you go to like feature, and then like headliner, and then like good comedian is like great comedians like black belt right it's just like just killing that's an analogy that takes more explanation than no (laughs) dude that's a good analogy i think people might be kind of attracted to martial arts for that reason you always know where you're at you know what 100 no and there's like visual there's visual progress yeah it's a lot like comedy because it's something that you like do and if you put in the time you can see yourself getting better right like 100 percent can see the progress you not can just look like, at your belt well not even just like the color of your belt yeah like, jiu-jitsu is like the grappling stuff mm-hmm. um like anytime they go to the ground and like mma like submissions and stuff like that and like when you do it when you first start out you suck mm-hmm. and you're getting your ass handed to you constantly yeah by every single person and then you like get better and get better and get better and then you like suddenly realize like they're not beating me as bad yeah and it's like they're not beating me then they're still not beating me as bad and you keep like going up and up and then you're like oh then i'm beating these new guys right but these old guys are still beating me and then you go up and up and up and up and like now i'm kind of yeah it's like it's a good progression like to see like i'm beating him who i couldn't beat yeah then but now i'm getting better and i can see myself getting better that is nice because you do have direct competition it's like you know that guy who kicked your ass last week yeah kick his ass this week and (laughs) then you do and you're like like, i'm better i got better right (laughs) but with comedy it's not you know so it's definitely kind of is because we do the same rooms true so i do try to kick people's ass (laughs) i physically fight people after shows and during i'll yeah I'll kick your ass right now. <laughs> Let's go, dude. Let's do it. No, you did jujitsu. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah, uh, three months of it. <laughs> yeah, that's three more than I. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's like you go to Go Bananas and you do a pro am, and yeah. you're like, last time I was on a pro am was two weeks ago, and I didn't do that great. Mm-hmm. And then this time, like, I crushed at this pro am. Like, it's mm-hmm. like a thing of like, I did the same joke, but right. this one worked. What did I do to make it work? And yeah. like, I'm visibly getting better. That joke's visibly getting better. What do you think of this? What do you think of... Because you know how everyone kind of says, oh, don't compare yourself to other people or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. I think you totally should. I think it's hard not to. I think... And honestly, I don't even think that's unhealthy to say, oh, Jacob Wilson um, crushed at Chameleon the other night and maybe I didn't. I went right before or after for me to think, what did Jacob do that I didn't? Jacob beat me in that way. And almost think I'm going to try to beat Jacob next week because I want to get better. And I think that's healthy competition. I think, yeah, like healthy competition is for sure a thing. Mm -hmm. I think, I don't know if I could do that. You don't mentally do that. I I kind of do, but I've stopped myself. Like I did it a lot before and it took me down like a dark place. You recognize as a negative thing for you. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, I think it could be extremely positive, but mm-hmm. I don't think I can do like stop at the positive and I'll just like spiral right. and comparing myself to other people. And then that goes into like getting mad when other people get stuff and then like yeah. it's bad. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be there. No. And it's like so easy to get there. Oh, for one of yeah. it's so easy. Yeah. I'm full of hate. I'm constantly like repressing. I'm always full of hate. Yeah. If you find me in a joyful moment, it's so rare. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough being assholes, man. Yeah, being assholes. Uh, okay, so where did you start? Where did um, what was the kind of trajectory to Gabe Kia asking you to um, host? Um, I don't know. I didn't. 
ever want to be a comedian. Okay. Like ever. Uh huh. Um, I wanted to be a writer. Okay. For my entire life. Like I wanted to be Hemingway really badly. Yeah. But then I realized that wasn't smart enough to be Hemingway. Yeah. <laughs> or like deep enough. Uh, so I kind of did a lot of comedic writing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've always been funny and I've always like valued humor more than anything else. Like when I was in high school, I wouldn't care about like school, but I would like every day I'm like trying to make the class laugh. Yeah. And if I do, it's a good day. Right. So like it all made sense when I like put it together, but I only wanted to be a writer. I went to college for creative writing and I was doing like little humor pieces for like every class and just like writing humor stuff, thinking like I'm gonna be like a TV writer or Mm -hmm. something like, or maybe like a screenwriter and get like write comedies or something. Cause like comedy is always on the table. And then I took a class uh, called like imperative fiction. And uh, it was all about the comedic versus the dramatic mode. Uh So it just like, would read a bunch of like dramatic books and then like humor books in air quotes. None of them were funny. Yeah. Horrible books. Right. What were they? There was one called like the three wise men sisters. That's the only one I remember. All right. Uh, and it was fucking awful. Just hot it was garbage. It was like a what modern. What was like a joke on it? I don't know. I can't remember. I have okay. it still and I want to reread it, but it's like a modern retelling of a Jane Austen novel. Okay. Who I find not funny at all, but everyone yeah. tells me she's really funny. Jane Austen? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, she's like a really, like, she's like a humor writer. Yeah. At the time, like, that whole comedy of errors thing. Right. And I don't think that ages well. So when you do a modern retelling with the same humor, it's yeah. not funny. Yeah. Sometimes, it's funny, because what, con- like, humor is context, and that's why mm-hmm. I think um, you go back, like, if I go back and I watch Bill Hicks, I'm like, I don't want to watch this anymore. I don't think it's funny. That's just me. Yeah, I don't agree with Bill Hicks, but I listened to an old Mort Saul record. Okay, there. Yeah, Mort yeah. Saul, 1960s, like, heavy political yeah. comedian, and I was like, what the, what's happening? Right, and people are laughing. They're dying, yeah. and I'm like, I don't understand any of this, but mm-hmm. I don't think this Nixon guy is, like, good. <laughs> like, right. I don't think he's a great person, yeah. but I don't understand anything. It just sounds like a, like a speech. Right. And I... But with laughter, and I'm like, I don't get why any of this is funny. So I don't think he, like, kind of think comedy at all, like, really ages well. No, some stuff yeah. is timeless, but like, like, um, those like Tom Swifty jokes, like puns and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll they work. Can work. I'm not gonna laugh, but some stuff can like just hold weight. Like yeah. a lot of like Mark Twain stuff is still really funny. Yeah, and uh, there was a 1920s like New Yorker writer. She was like a book critic. Her uh-huh. name was Dorothy Parker. Right. And she's known for, like, her wit, and she would just, like, write scathing reviews of people, but just, like, do poetry and stuff. And she has, like, some of the funniest Still good. quotes of all time. They are a lot of wordplay, though, so right. I guess that does I think that's what it is. Up. Yeah. Certain things, like a pun, is timeless. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff just, con- like, even... Even if uh, I loved Dane Cook, I really did. I he loved was, him in high school. Yeah, yeah when I he was mean, like first big, right? And you listen to it now, or if you listen to like Eddie Murphy, like it's terrible. I yeah, really a, don't like yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of old comics, so I'm like, I don't really get this now. Right, like, it's because we weren't there. Right, you know, yeah, and it's it wasn't not the fair. vibe of the time because comedy relies so much on just not just like the vibe of a room, but like kind of like the vibe of society at yeah, the time like the moment yeah it's all like an answer to that yeah so you have to be in that context for it to be like truly 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 great right but there's some people that are still like really funny 
but it's not going to be like that groundbreaking shit because you weren't in the time. Right. Yeah. It's that, I know what you mean. It's that connection with mm. the audience. You're like connecting with culture in a way. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There, I, I feel like comedy of the best comedians are uncovering stuff in people's, in their own minds that they didn't know was there. So I think that, I don't think we'll ever run out of jokes for that reason. Is because no. everything's changing all the time and there's stuff yeah. you haven't thought of. 100% it's never gonna stop no like it's a direct answer right. to like humanity that sounds so pretentious but like it's no i think literally like it's humor yeah. yeah humor's like an like a active part it's like a component of humanity and it answers everything we're going through like it's a yeah. direct uh just like response. satire yeah. yeah just like this is why this doesn't matter yes yeah, so you'll never is... run out of jokes because everything's gonna change all yeah. the time yeah dude and you'll be fine i because i feel that way sometimes you ever like feel like you've reached the bottom when you're writing bottom of what like the, the barrel, barrel. Uh, like that's it no those are all <laughs> the jokes i have <laughs> i mean yeah i'll go through like uh like two months where i can't write anything good yeah and that'll be scary yeah. but i always know like, uh, it's just writer's block right now. Like, right. oh, I can't write a good joke right now. But mm -hmm. I know I'm going to do it later because, like, I've written jokes that I think are really funny before. And yeah. I've had long lays before. And I've come back and written yeah. what I think is funnier material than before. So I, it doesn't scare me as much anymore. But it's so frustrating when it happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like old news. You're like, yeah, this comes and goes. Ebb yeah. and flow. It's never that easy going. It's always like... Oh. Yeah, you always want to kill yourself. Yeah, uh, every time. And others, if you're like us. Mostly others. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mostly. Uh, I'm not gonna kill myself. Yeah, I can kill ridiculous. someone else. I'm not gonna waste this mind. Yeah, no way. Where were we? Oh, okay. So you're you're um reading Jane Austen. Oh yeah. And you're so like I, this ain't funny at all. Yeah. So I'm in this class. Uh, and like I didn't never really entertain the idea mm -hmm. of being a stand up at all. Like yeah. I know. A lot of people who like this is this has been their dream right. this enti their entire lives. They mm -hmm. grew up watching comedy nonstop, and this is all they ever wanted to do. But it's not. I never really even thought about it until the teacher brought in like three humor writers, and they were just like a professor and like two grad students who yeah. been like published with like humorous pieces. Mm -hmm. I'm putting that in air quotes again. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're shitting on these people. <laughs> this fucking sucked. <laughs> um, but like one of them said they did comedy. He's yeah. like, I used to do stand up. Uh, mm -hmm. in Cincinnati it's like oh you can do that here right oh crazy I'll try that and then just like got online searched like Cincinnati comedy found go bananas and just sent Gabe an email like yeah. the next day it was like oh, I'm gonna do this right and then like a week later did my first time on stage nice how'd yeah. that go it went fine I think yeah like it didn't I didn't bomb horribly yeah. I don't think I would have kept going if I did awful right but it didn't go great uh, I think I did like three and a half minutes maybe like three yeah uh did not it was okay like i got laughs i had a lot of friends there but i got laughs so i was like i think i could do this yeah in like the blissful way and then kept doing it and i'm like i don't know if i can do this right <laughs> and then just kept with it but like this time like i never entertained the idea of doing stand-up but like the second i got on stage i was like okay this is what i'm doing you this were into is, it yeah I, this is what i'm doing for the rest of my life i'm done really got it yeah i got it oh this that's is what cool I'm doing. it felt right yeah it was just like a one thing like you never think it and then you just try it and you're like oh okay cool this makes everything in my life make sense 
Interesting. Yeah. That's got to feel good. It does not feel bad. <laughs> I, that would be nice to know. Yeah. Uh, okay. So then from there, you just did, you started doing open mics, did like just more pro-ams. Um, I did pro-ams for, I think like the first three months. Okay. I didn't know anything else. Yeah. I just thought like, oh, okay. So we do this club like every couple weeks. Right. We just all right. do New this stuff. club. Yeah. And because no one would really talk to me mm-hmm. a lot because I'm not the type of person who will like go up and just oh, start really? talking to so like the other So you weren't connecting comedians. with people at this time? No. Okay. At all. Like I would just show up and kind of like sit in the back and then go on stage and like do well. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Right. Uh, For like being second time on stage or whatever. Yeah. And then just... uh like talk to my friends who came and then like go home. That right. was basically it. And then like someone talked to me for like the first time. Yeah. And then just told me about all the mics. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So there's other stuff we can do. And then yeah. just, I just went to everything. Was there a that. community there that you were kind of afraid to engage with? Um, like guys already doing comedy and you yeah. kind of weren't in on it. And then yeah. they kind of reached out. Yeah. Well, like okay. Cincinnati is like this really cool, like long history of comedy. Um, so when I moved, not moved here, when I started doing stand-up, uh-huh. uh, it was like when Alex Stone uh-huh. was here, right. like Mike Cody, Sam Evans, um, they were all about to move, Okay, but they were here. Mm-hmm. So they were at the stages where like they were really good and about to move to a bigger city. Yeah. So I had, so I started seeing like briefly them. And seeing how good they were, okay, which was terrifying. Yeah, and then they left, but there's still like good guys around who like kind of been doing it for like a couple of years, right? Um, and so there was definitely a community, and I think it was a lot harder to get into then than it is now. Yeah, for like you think so? One hundred percent. Yeah, breaking into being a part of what like yeah, um. What community that being that you're referring like to? Like the Cincinnati stand-up community. Like when I started, there was like, everyone talked about the Go Bananas click. Okay. Which I think was dying when I just started. Okay. Like, uh, you've been my girlfriend April, right? Uh-huh. Like she did comedy when she was like 18. Yeah. At Go Bananas. Right. Uh, and she was like a comedian for like two years. And she was like hanging out with like Stone and Mike Cronin and like Sam Evans uh-huh. and all those dudes. Cincinnati legends. Yeah. The, yeah. Just the best people that uh-huh. have ever existed. Really good. Uh, so she was like hanging out and doing it with them. So f- hearing her talk about the Cincinnati comedy scene there, it's like, she's like, it was a lot harder to get accepted. Like they were very back then, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's what you're saying. Back then, it was back, tougher. Back then, everyone's it's a, very welcoming now. Now they are. Okay. When I was starting, it was kind of still in that mindset of okay. like, hey, you need to prove that you're in this. Yeah. That you're funny, mm-hmm. and then you can get in. What and do I, you think of that? What do you think of? I the, like it. The barrier. Oh, so the barrier to entry being higher or lower? Which do you prefer? I like it when it's higher. I agree because I. <laughs> you just see like a lot of dudes like coming around and they're not they're hanging out to hang out and not to do comedy okay and like they do the same like they do the same jokes or they yeah. just go up every night and they're not getting funnier at all they're uh-huh. not really like offering anything and it's like you, you're just taking up like five minutes of stage time uh-huh. because you want to come and hang out with like everybody okay so like why not just come and hang out and stop pretending like you care about this thing or start mm-hmm. truly caring about this thing and get better. Yeah. You want to help people that want to 
get better. You yeah. want to help people that will help themselves. I don't want to waste my time like caring about someone yeah. who's just doesn't really give a shit about what we're doing and it's just going to be stagnant the entire right. time. Like I don't care I don't want to care about you if you're not passionate about this thing yeah. that I have like literally just devoted my entire life to. Yeah, I totally I get that and yeah. so let's say let's take um let's bring people into our world. If okay. there's an open mic, okay? We're yeah. both there. Mm-hmm. There's usually the same crowd at Cincinnati open mic, but yeah. occasionally you'll get a new person or two. Right. If someone, I'm usually nice to people, um, but if someone comes and they are, they get on stage and they are well prepared and they have legitimate jokes with punchlines, yeah. maybe they don't even do very well, but I'll talk to them after and I'll, I will introduce myself and I will talk to them, ask them, you know, where they came from or whatever, because mm-hmm. I want to say, hey, you took time to prepare and I can tell you want to do this. Yeah. So I want you to feel comfortable coming back. Right. 100%. Like make people feel good who you think Mm -hmm. are in it. Yeah. Like they actually want it. Right. And you want those people on your team. You want them in there. Mm -hmm. You want to make this, I mean, you want to make the city better with like better comedians. So if people care, they'll be there. Like if they care, they'll get better. Absolutely. 100%. Like if you give a shit about comedy, you will get better. Right. I think so too. I think that's true. I say that about everything. I say if you like something, yeah. if you like it, you'll be good at it because you won't quit. And you you'll won't want quit to at get all. Better. I think yeah. that's all it takes is just not quitting. Yep. I mean, there's a certain you have to have. You gotta be passionate about it. You gotta you be doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, I think yeah. you have to have some level of natural talent. <laughs> yeah. God bless those people that just want it so bad, but. Anything. I'm not saying like yeah. we're legends. Right. I'm just saying anything that people really you can tell they just want it and they love it so much, but they just have no no natural ability oh, for it. Man. Yeah, it's really sad to yeah. say. Yeah. But what are you gonna do? Figure it out. Do something new. Yeah. Move on. Adapt. Right. Um. But oh, I had another thing to say to that. Oh, also, I think you'll agree with me. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Because I think. <laughs> We have similar opinions on things. Um, Going to an open mic Mm -hmm. for, all right, for us as comics, what do we want at an open mic? We want people that haven't heard our jokes. Yeah. We want to do our uh, material for fans, for people who are going to give us legitimate feedback by laughing, who don't know us. They don't know Jacob Wilson. They're not going to laugh just because, oh, it's Jacob. They're going to laugh because you wrote a good joke and you performed it well. So that's what we want. Yeah, I want no pity laughs from the other comedians. Exactly. Which is worse than silence. And not helpful, you know? Not helpful at all. To no one. At 100%. Because you can tell a pity laugh from like a real laugh really easily. So if I hear a pity laugh at a part, I'm like, just don't even do anything because right. you just your laugh laughter is covering up maybe someone chuckled yeah like maybe it's a bad crowd and someone chuckled and then i'll be like oh maybe there's something there we'll yeah. try that again exactly yeah but it's oh god i hate pity laughs dude. dude it's like i know how you really laugh and that wasn't it yeah that just, was a different thing if you don't find something funny don't laugh like i don't care if it's my best friend yeah. i'm not gonna laugh at you if i don't like what you just said yeah i can't it's I can't even can't fake myself laugh. To do it. Yeah. I've tried. It just, it's like, uh, it's just kind of like a shout. <laughs> and it's, ah! Yeah. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like what you just did was it. <laughs> and it's not, no one gets better from it. No. And, okay, so to that point, I think when 
people so that let's that pity laugh that somebody just chuckling or someone like a lot of people you may get false hope out of that all right i've been guilty of getting false hope out of a pity laugh and people will come back okay right so i think you need those big pregnant awkward pauses yeah to get people to be like oh this is uncomfortable maybe i shouldn't do this until i write better jokes 100 percent it hinders people yeah it takes someone who's not good who could be getting better yeah but he thinks he's killing right now yeah like i'm getting laughs i'm just gonna keep doing this stuff and it's like no those jokes aren't good and if we like laugh at them because like that guy's cool i'm gonna laugh at him hopefully he doesn't feel so bad right then he never progresses yeah there's a lot of dudes right now who i think like you need to stop laughing at yeah like if they go up and they do some like the same jokes and the same people are laughing, they're like fake laughter. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just like, dude, you need to not humor him yeah. because he will never get better. Right. If you keep doing this, yeah, he'll always think he's killing, and yeah. he's not, and he needs to get better. Right. So stop. He yeah, uh, he needs to either get better or become very uncomfortable on stage to the point where he quits. Right. And I and I I mean the same thing goes for me too. Because I don't know who's fake and laughing sometimes. You know what I mean? I've been guilty of it. I've been guilty yeah. of, you know, not being prepared or something. And I need to I need to eat my own shit sometimes. Yeah, 100%. You need to yeah. know that, like, doing that doesn't work. Like, because I've exactly. gone on, yeah, I've done an open mic with no jokes. And I'm like, I'll just riff and joke around. And it's like, no, you can't do that. Right. Like, well, you could if you're a different person. But yeah, I can't. So, hey, this was shitty right sucked i need to start being prepared for mics Mm -hmm. and that teaches me a lesson totally and it's and you realize look you know what not only was that uncomfortable for me but i wasted people's time because i wasn't prepared yeah and i feel bad because i want in another thing this was another thing i was gonna say yeah um audience members Mm -hmm. if they don't have a fun time if they if they go and they're like this kind of dumb there's a lot of like comedians i didn't really like Mm -hmm. they're not gonna come back no 100 they won't come back you see that a lot uh with like open mics like why is your open mic good the first time but then no one shows up this like the next times because like usually an open mic will start off really strong and have like a lot of people at it Mm -hmm. and then it gets like worse and worse and worse and worse and worse Mm -hmm. which isn't great no because it doesn't help Right. Because then we're just like shifting bars and stuff, and no one wants to keep a show. Yeah. Because it's like they're not bringing people in. That's a good point, man. But that's the problem with an open mic is that like not all of it's going to be funny. Like even the yeah. funniest people are going to have bad sets. Right. And might suck. So that's just like the trouble with doing an open mic is you have no control over how good the show is. I think you, yeah, you really don't. From the standpoint of, granted, you're not going to hit it out of the park every night. But you can at least, there are certain, a guy that isn't, like, you know certain people aren't prepared or they're not funny. They haven't gotten there yet. And it's like, okay, maybe we have, like, a really good crowd. And they're not coming back because we have these three people are going to go up in a row. And I'm Mm -hmm. sorry, it's just not going to, it's not going to happen because it's going, you're not there yet we have a decent crowd and you're gonna kill it i don't know what else to say but i know it's you really it's almost it'd be nice if there was an open mic but it was like close to some people 
I don't know <laughs> about that. Because, like, it's an open mic. If you'd want to do, like, a good show that yeah. you know is going to be a good show, that you have right. control over a good show, do a showcase. Right. There aren't enough yeah. showcases here. Like, right now in Cincinnati, there's a ton of open mics. Yeah. And not enough showcases. Okay. Which hurts because you want people, you want, like, open micers... Explain to, it real quick. Explain the difference between the showcase and the open mic. For so a showcase is the book show. Like okay. an open mic is a show that the list is open. You write your name on it and you're on the show. Yeah. Like anyone can do the show. A showcase is where like I get a bar to agree to do a comedy show and I pick five people, like tell them they're on the show and mm-hmm. then they do their time. Yeah. They do like good jokes that they're not working on like yeah. show jokes like mm-hmm. actual like hey these are tried and true right we're gonna do some jokes or you can do like fun stuff with it like what the punt you've done punch house mm-hmm. like that's showcase yeah like you knew you were doing it you're gonna do it yeah showcase. everyone's prepared it's a yeah. tight show because you have a control over that show right because you know who you want on it when they're going up and you know they're gonna do well because you trust the people that you picked yeah so it's a control and it's a guarantee quality yeah because you can do it mm-hmm. but in an open mic there's no guarantee quality yeah which hurts but it, like if we had more showcases i think everything would be better because you'd have more good shows right so people would be more interested in cincinnati comedy because mm-hmm. they'd be seeing good comedy more right and then people who are at open mics would try harder because you want to get on the book shows right because they're better yeah they're better shows right People are coming to those, like it's someone saying they have faith in you to do a show. So you want to get on a showcase. Yeah. And that's something that I want more of. And I want more people to be like stricter in booking. Yeah. Like you don't get on this show unless you're funny enough to be on this show. Not because like, ah, shit, I need a comic who can do it. But like, hey, you're not there yet. Right. You can't do this show. Because it forces people to want to get better to get on the good shows. Yeah. To prove that they can do it. Yeah. And take things more seriously. Yeah. Um, to be told no a lot more, I think, is just so healthy. It's good. Yeah. It's really good. To be told, like, yes all the time would suck. Yeah. Like, I didn't really have that when I was starting yeah. comedy. I wouldn't, I didn't get no's. Like, people wouldn't be like, hey, you're not funny. Right. Don't do my show. You can't do my show. Yeah. But I was definitely not like the golden boy of even the the class I started with. Mm -hmm. And I'm really thankful for that. Right. Because I don't think that's a good thing to have of like everyone being on your side right away. Yeah. Sounds awful. How so? Because you don't have any, like you're buying into it. You're like a dude who just started. Mm -hmm. You're not good. Right. No matter what. Because you're still bottom class. Yeah, Yeah. You're not good. Like, I'm not good. I am way better than I, when I started, but I'm like a good comedian. Okay. So, like, having that, <clears throat> when you just started, you don't know what you're doing, you're not good at this, and right. having people telling you, like, hey, dude, you're one of the funny new guys. Right. You can do this. You're going to be good at this. Yeah. Like, you get in your head that, like, I'm good at this. Yeah. And it stops your progress. Yeah. Like, it stops it, because you think, like, I'm already doing good. Yeah. And you don't, you're not striving and striving and striving to get better. Right. Because I had someone that I started with that was that. That mm-hmm. was like, like people who moved away were like, 
the Cincinnati dudes were like, this guy's the new guy. Like, this guy's going to do great. Like, this yeah. guy's going to be really good. Okay. And I was just like, and Jacob's funny too. Right. But like, that was all going to him. And I'm really glad because it made me work harder. Right. And like, want it more. Yeah, it forced you. You knew where you wanted to be and people yeah. doubted you. I think it, different people respond to different things. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think, had you been, I don't know, maybe... Because you being put in the position you were in, you were just, you knew, I know where I want to be, but I'm not there. Versus someone could get that sort of golden boy, can do no wrong, and then he says, I can do no wrong. I'm just going to go on stage and riff. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden when he's not the golden boy anymore, ooh, man. Yeah, it can break dudes. Oh, man, it's got to be terrible. Like the second someone that you think you're better at gets better than you. Yeah, dude like has to suck yeah that has to completely be like a mind fuck you gotta stay humble yeah 100 percent. always yeah you can never compare in that sense let's talk about comparing ourselves Mm -hmm. against people i think always recognize each set for what it is it's one moment in time that person's not better than you or you're not better than them they're not better than you it's just maybe this night they did better you know, and maybe in another night they'll do better than you. Each set happened and it's over. Right. So you're not, oh, well, I'm consistently better than this guy. Now it doesn't matter, you know, because yeah. one day I've had that when and I've gotten like a big head and I thought, oh, well, I'm better than this guy. And then, um, you know, something, do I go to a show and I just don't do well and this person crushes it's, and it is humbling. You're like, you know what? We're all, you know, doing individual sets and nobody's better than anyone. All you can do is be yourself and right. be better. All you can do is focus on your own progress. That was something because I, we compare myself a ton yeah. to everybody. Because yeah. I had like a real like complex when I first started. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I, this isn't like shit talking. So I'll just say yeah, go for the it. name. Like yeah. me and Josh O'Neill started around the same time. Yeah. And he was like, a like everyone was like praising him. And uh-huh. I'm not saying like he broke or whatever. Or he got like he became shitty because of that. Yeah. Like he's not shitty. He's like a good, good comic. Yeah. Uh, but he just got that and I would get praise, but it like, he would get way more. Mm-hmm. So that I would had a huge complex yeah. when I like from a year in like right. up until like a year, year and a half when I started getting stuff too, I'd have a huge complex. It'd be like, Oh, Josh is funnier than me. Everyone thinks Josh is funnier than me. Yeah. And then I had like a heart to heart with Alex stone about it. And he was uh-huh. like, Hey man, like it doesn't matter right at all. Like you just focus on you. Like you're going to get funnier mm-hmm. and that's all that matters is you get funnier. Just be undeniably funny. Yeah. You will get things. It yeah. doesn't matter what anyone else gets. You're going to get stuff if you keep working and just get funnier. Yeah. No, that is so I mean, that's the like the Jim Gaffin quote, just be undeniable. Yeah. Be you. Be work as hard as you possibly can to connect with an audience and make them laugh. Right. That's all you can do. And then to be, because if you're thinking, oh, I just want to be like the best in Cincinnati. I want to be on this certain level and kind of be better than like everyone in this context. Mm-hmm. You're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And you're you, never going to get satisfaction out of it. And you're thinking small. Yeah. Because you'll never get it. Even no. if you get it, it won't feel good. Yeah. But you're also thinking small. Like, yeah. I want to be the best in Cincinnati. It's like, that's like, it's hard. Cause we have really good comics here, right. but like, it's not 
that's not going to get you anything to be like the best dude in Cincinnati, Ohio. Totally. I know. Like that's why everyone who gets good moves out. Right. And try and then has to start completely over in a bigger city. Like it's not going to get you anything to be like, well, I was the best here. It's like yeah. you just want to just get well, yeah. funnier. Just now be we're the in best Columbus you. and no one knows, right? You. And no so one gives who, a fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. So like, just be the best you. Yep. And that's a poster. <laughs> that dude, I know. There's so many cliches that are awesome. Yeah, they're and you cliches say them and because they're like, right. Yeah, and exactly. they touch home with everyone. <laughs> yes, man. That's it. Just take you, do what you do best, and practice. Yeah. Just Work hard. Get, get better. a better you. Yeah. I think that's the thing with anything artistic. You have something, anything. If you're a painter, if you're mm-hmm. a comedian, if you're a writer, you have, be original. You can only be yourself. There was like a Snoop Dogg quote. I'll probably throw it on the website, but it's it's Snoop Dogg. He's talking about um, like Migos and Future, and he's talking about how they all were trying to get him to rap with the same cadence. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, do rap like this. And it's the, you know, Migos and all those guys. Right. And he's like, no, like that shit. I do me. Like I'm not rapping like that. I don't know. Like why you all want to sound the same? Yeah. And it was like him and Fifty Cent, and he says, "All you can do is be you. Right. If you're you, no one else can be you because that's that's impossible." Yeah. Everyone's unique. Like yeah. every single person, like the plainest dude in the world, is yeah. a unique individual and has different things about them. Yeah. And no, like you're interesting if you just be completely you yeah like no matter what yep like no matter what you're t- uh is in the news or whatever you can connect to people if you're just 100 percent yourself because it is inherently a different viewpoint that they are seeing yes like it doesn't matter if you're like political or dirty or whatever yep. you're 100 percent you and it's a different viewpoint so you're offering them something exactly yeah everyone has something to offer because we're all different right it's when you start to i think a boring person. There are people everyone has in their life they might describe as boring. Yeah. The reason I think they're boring is because they're afraid of who they are. Yeah, 100%. They yeah. won't let the quirks out yeah. that makes them unique. Exactly. Yeah. They have this level of shame about themselves. Yeah, about like every little weird thing that we all have. Yeah. But they just want to hide it. Yeah. It's just maybe people make fun of you. Maybe they do. Who cares? Just be a nice, considerate person, yeah. and we'll like you. Right. It's not we hard. Will. And that's what it is. People just get scared to let it all out. Yeah. Because they think, oh, I, w- I need to be this version of a human that people expect. Right. And it's boring. You need to be the perfect human, and it's just so not interesting. Right. It's never interesting. I <laughs> Watch a show on TV about like a perfect normal human being yeah you'll turn it off yeah you watch shows with like characters who are flawed yeah and weird and that makes them interesting like that's what we all want to see so if you hide anything that makes you interesting in life you're just boring yeah what's the point of that dude yeah i think be i think there is a baseline of like a good character on a show is Mm. good good well-intentioned good-hearted yeah but flawed right not perfect. Yeah, no one wants to read a book with a good character who starts good, stays good, yeah. dies good. Exactly. You want interesting flaws. Walter White. Walter White. You, I, I don't know, some people change their mind, but the entire season, I mean, sorry, entire series, I, I loved him. 
Yeah, you know? I've never watched Breaking Bad. I won't get into way. it. Okay, <laughs> I won't spoil anything. But you know, there are characters where they're they're flawed. Yeah. They have things. Even like at the beginning, his flaws kind of changed. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not going to spoil for you. But point being, you connect with him. You relate to him. You love him because he's not perfect. Yeah, yeah, and that's what's that's what's so great about it. You need to see the movie Pleasantville before you watch I Breaking Bad. I've seen Pleasantville. Isn't that I love Pleasantville? It's the greatest movie. I mean. Yeah. It's my parents. Okay, so get this. My parents took me to see it when it was in theaters. Okay? Oh, really? All right. And my, and after the after the movie, they because I'm like from a Christian family, like Protestant okay. Christian family. Yeah. They kind of I don't remember exactly what they said, but they explained it to me, kind of why maybe the ideology in this movie because they had no idea what the movie was about. We just went <laughs> saw a movie, right? But they explained to my brother and I like why this might be wrong because you know there's people like having sex when no one was supposed to have sex and now they're having sex and that's a positive thing right so it was funny but now i watch it and i'm like oh this is exactly what i'm talking about (laughs) be you yeah let it out there's no point in not being you yeah why hide it and you don't you're not gonna change you're not (laughs) no you're just gonna repress you yeah and that sucks you just feel worse i don't think what about this I don't think you can truly connect with a person if you're not being you. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to be completely yourself. Yeah. There's no point in hiding anything if you want like a meaningful connection with another human being because it's exactly. all about accepting everything about each other. And, dude. And okay. So we're assholes, right? Right. People will probably listen to this podcast and listen to us talk and probably say, whoa those dudes there's gonna be people that like those guys are kind of assholes but they're gonna love us anyway yeah you know yeah you're more interesting yeah right i I think there's something so amazing about unapologetic people yeah who are like horrid horrible people yeah but they just don't care and they admit that they're bad yeah i like really enjoy right they're not it's like they're not bad for the sake of hurting people yeah but they're just blatantly them yeah there's like i'm 100 myself and sometimes i say horribly offensive stuff yeah it's like perfect okay that's fine you're you i don't care yeah yeah i feel that because i never want to hurt anyone no i don't i okay i did some joke all right okay i say aids in the joke right i say like aids is a i don't know anyway all right i it was at, it was at the Kaya Cantina, but <laughs> this, someone there, it was a, I don't even, I'll probably have to edit it. Anyway, <laughs> I sold that joke and I got the idea that someone was offended by what I said. Right. And all I can say is I don't want to hurt anyone. I don't want anyone to feel bad and be affected like negatively. Right. But I'll offend anyone I want. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't care. <laughs> Who cares? I don't want to hurt anyone, but if you're offended, yeah, I'm just being me. I think maybe we shouldn't hang out. Yeah, I think it's all about intention. I, like, absolutely. If I'm, I'm not a, intending to offend anyone. Like I had, do you ever hear that uh, Badr Hari joke that I used to do? Yeah, the masturbation yeah. joke. Yeah, yeah. So or no, 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 no Badr Hari. I'm thinking fight, of the kickboxer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry, so like, yeah. there's at the end of that bit, there's like a woman beating joke in there yeah like at the end i'm like he punches two women and i'm like well what were they wearing yeah like muay thai gloves and or like six ounce yeah, 16 ounce gloves yeah, yeah, yeah. and muay thai shorts sounds like they were asking for it right which can be controversial like if you don't 
listen like if you just hear the what are we wearing thing that's like a buzz and people will get on that and right. i've had people like at liberal more like liberal bars be like oh what but it's like yeah the point of the joke is kind of like hey that's a ridiculous thing to ask like it's not yeah. being like oh well, they, those girls were genuinely asking for it it's like hey isn't it stupid yeah. When they say what were they ask like what were they wearing and now we're applying it to something even dumber in it's that context. Yeah, yeah, and it's fine. Like who cares? And they weren't listening. No. Ultimately, they weren't listening. They just heard that trigger word and they thought, "Oh, for me to be a boring person to fit in with society to not have an opinion, yeah. I'm just going to like react to that like what were they wearing trigger and be my whatever I want to be this liberal, um, bleeding heart person, whatever it is. I want my right. identity to be associated with this. So now I heard those words. Now I don't like this guy on stage. Right. I'm going to get offended. I'm going to audibly gasp and yeah. get silent. It's and like, you don't really it's care. Fine. Yeah. I don't care if you get offended at the joke. Yeah. Like if you, cause I know what I mean to say mm-hmm. and it's never anything intentionally offensive. No, I never want to do that because I don't think like of that way. Like I'm not trying to offend people. So yeah. if I know that I'm saying something different than what you're hearing and you get offended, I'm not gonna be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Cause I didn't mean to. Right. It's like, oh, sorry you didn't get it. Sorry right. we're not on the same page. Yeah. But like, I didn't mean it, so whatever. Yeah. It's fine. And yeah, I mean, I think if someone came up to me or they came up to you after that, whatever, and right. they explained to you like, hey, uh, you're really funny, whatever, but I, I want you to know this joke for this reason. Uh, when you said it, it hurt me, and I felt really bad because I had this experience, and I I don't want you to feel bad. I just thought you should know before you tell it again, and if you don't want that, you know what I mean? It just says it like, look, it hurt me. I wasn't offended. I just, I feel bad now. Yeah. Then I'm like, all right, well, I don't want to do that. That's the opposite of what I want to do, and thank you for telling me. Right, no, like, thanks for sharing that like i'm sorry you felt that way yeah. it wasn't my intention right but i'm sorry like yeah i don't ever want to do that to someone like no. make anyone feel bad about themselves unless yeah. i do if i don't like yeah. them then i do right yeah but that's Different more if case. i get to know people right strangers i'm very polite to and i never want them to right, feel because they haven't crossed you yeah like yeah. i don't know you you could be a great person yeah yeah totally yeah, I know. You give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Right. And you don't want to hurt their feelings. No. Yeah, man. I get that. That's, I mean, think about, like, pushovers, man. Nobody likes a pushover. No. Nobody likes a guy that's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Did I offend you? I feel really bad. I'm just going to get off stage. Nobody likes that guy. Yeah. Stick no. to what you said. Yeah. Like, you said it because part it, of you yeah. agree, not, like, agrees with it. You could be, like, being sarcastic or, like, yeah. Uh, shocking for a reason right and you don't necessarily agree with it to get a laugh or whatever but you said it it's still your voice yeah you had a you made a decision like you thought that was a good idea no one goes on stage with something they don't think is funny yeah or they don't think is smart right like like a smart decision to do no one's gonna go like i'm gonna say like kill the jews but i don't really like it and i think it's gonna go poorly right no one's gonna say that yeah on stage so you made a decision to do that you had your reasonings behind wanting to do this like controversial Mm -hmm. joke just stand by them yeah it's you right it is you don't apologize for you yeah there's no reason to it's how your brain works yeah and if it gets misinterpreted misinterpreted 
or if it's offensive in any way, just be like, I'm ah, whatever. Yeah. I'm sorry, I guess, that you took it the wrong way. Or right. I'm sorry that we're not on the same yeah. page here. Yeah. That's it, man. It's and I've been, I don't know, I've been offended by jokes. Yeah. I've been I've been there. I've been like, oh man, that doesn't to me, it's just, it's like, you know what I get offended by? What? Bad jokes. Oh, 100%. You can be racist, you can be sexist, you can talk yeah. about anything, but if it's a bad joke, I don't care what it is, it's it's worse if it's offensive and bad, Even but bad A non-offensive <laughs> bad joke is way more offensive than like a really offensive good joke. Yeah, no, it's absolutely. Yeah, like I cannot stand that like it just seems like so disrespectful but also i've made horrible jokes i've made really bad jokes and offended people yeah you're just bad it's a it's repulsive yeah and i've been there i've been like oh man i just like repulsed people with my stupid joke right like sometimes when you get like a bad reaction from a crowd or like silence you're like you know what i completely understand yeah why you did this like i saying it out loud yeah. I'm not that into this joke. I think this is yeah. bad, and I don't agree with what I said. Like, you're yeah. right for being weird I'm, about this. I'm on your side against <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah, like, we're going to team up against my comedy, because right. right now I <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> that would actually be really funny to do on stage. That would. Like, vocalize it. <laughs> just, like, turn... That might be... Because, you, like, you just turn them so bad. Where the point where everyone is just, like, yeah, astonished of how revolting you are right. and then you can somehow move on to the other side and become part of the audience <laughs> hating you right but then now they like, you're on I their think, side yeah i think that's a a really way to get people back i love that though yeah i love doing that and i love watching that when uh-huh. you like do something shaky yeah you do something that's not good and bringing the audience back right that's the most fun i have on stage mm-hmm. is when i can lose them and then like find a way to get them back on my side. Yeah. That's the most fun. Like yeah. I did a like boss Never mind, edit that out. I can't remember it. So, uh-huh. we'll skip it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. There's that cuz even when you do repulse people, let's yeah. say you repulse them, but you're not like, you know what? Now that I heard that out loud, I'm actually on your side. Maybe you repulse people? Yeah. But then you just stand there with the mic in your hand and you just smile because it's, I repulse people. These people don't like me. I don't want to get a beer with these people. We're right. just, we're not connecting. Yeah. I'm repulsive to you. We probably wouldn't have fun if we hung out. Yeah, but That's- vocalizing that helps. Like any addressing like weird situations on stage mm-hmm. can only help you. Yeah. Because okay. I, you can get into some trouble yeah. and like say something that's not really funny. Like if an audience is really chatty up front mm-hmm. and then you say like, hey, stop talking. Yeah. You like kind of say it in anger. And yeah, it's ugly. Yeah, you can like they'll get weird. And yeah. then if you're just like if you just address like, well, that was weird. Shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And you'll get like a little laugh and they'll ease yeah. out. Like once you address how weird the situation is right. or just like address like, I probably shouldn't have said that. Like yeah. this is uncomfortable now. People like ease up more Yeah. after like those weird moments. So I think there's, a, there's too much addressing of it and there's like ways to address it in a bad way. Yeah. But I feel like if you're just smart, and just make like a little comment like, ah, yeah, shouldn't have done that. Yeah. All right. And yeah. then just keep going. Like people will ease up. 
out of those situations. Yeah, you can almost pull out of it because if you do that, if you just say, yeah. if you don't make it funny and you just go up to you know the people in the front that are talking and say, could you please be quiet? It's all of a sudden it's like, uh, this guy is, this guy, you're mad. Yeah, this you're guy's s- angry. Yeah. They've tense. Right. I have done that mm. so many times. Yeah. Because uh, when I just cannot stand it, yeah. like when it's a really chatty room, it's worse at Go Bananas. Like I've gone, I've done that at Go Bananas a lot. Yeah. Where I'll yell at people, not yell at people, but like address the talking mm-hmm. and it's never funny. It never works. Okay. I should for sure stop doing it. Mm-hmm. And I have. And it goes a lot better when I don't. Yeah. Uh, but like if it's a bar show, it's fine. Whatever. You're not really here for this. Right. So it's fine. But at GoBanan, it's like, hey, you paid $5 to get in here. You should not talk. Yeah. And I yelled at them. And then it's so awkward. Yeah. And there's times when I've done that and it has just tanked my set. Yeah. And I do poorly. But there's times when I address it or when I do something like a joke about it. Right. It usually goes up. Yeah. I think... My my kind of take on that is the things the audience doesn't want to see is anger and shame. Yeah. Because we all have that. We want to see a confident person on stage having fun. Well, they can they can get behind shame. I'm shame. So this is what I'm referring oh, like to. Oh, like shaming someone. No. Oh. What I'm referring to as shame is when someone gets very nervous when their set's not going well. Yeah. It's um and they, you know what I mean? They just lose all self-confidence, and that's what I call shame. I don't know about that. Cuz I I mean, you want to be confident on stage, for mm-hmm. sure. 100% you want to be confident. But I just personally have done stuff where like I immediately am like, that was bad. That was really dumb. Yeah. Or like just felt like, oh, I didn't like that. I guess, but that's kind of confidence about. Absolutely. It's still confidence because you're addressing yeah. that that sucked. And you're still so having I guess fun. I'm, yeah, I guess I'm still on your, your page. Yeah, no, not because you're going to get up there. And if you just tell a joke and it just, you eat a pile. Yeah. You're going to say it. You're going to address it. And you're going to say, well, moving on to the next one. And people... <laughs> You're not ashamed. You've no. been doing it too long to have that kind of shaky, like, oh boy, this isn't going too well, <laughs> you know? And they start talking fast. It's yeah. uncomfortable. When someone's uncomfortable, yeah. there it is. That's what I'm talking and about. And they talk, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, be comfortable. Yeah, just, and fake it. Fake it, yeah. I mean, it's hard to get comfortable. I mean, some yeah. people can have it right away. Like, I wasn't ever really uncomfortable on stage or just mm-hmm. in front of crowds in general. Yeah. But I've seen people, like, really obviously just so not wanting to be up there yeah just rushing through it yeah and it doesn't help because you have to be it's hard to do it takes people a long time to get there but it'll only help you yeah if you just like stop caring about it yeah i what i try to say is just go have fun yeah and if you're up there and you're not having fun just get off stage yeah no one's like if you go to a pro am or any open mic. Yeah. No one's there being like, "Hey, for sure, do all of your time." Right. Do all, all five minutes. Yeah. You can leave anytime you want. Yeah. And then. Well, thank you. Yeah. And then yeah. guess what? There will be another mic tomorrow. Right. Like you're not. This isn't the right. only mic you're ever gonna do. Totally. Like you bomb this one. There's another one. Right. Just go do it again. Exactly. It's fine. Have fun there. Yeah. Have know? fun at any time. Like you can have fun even when you're sucking. Like yeah. it's 
just make it fun for you. <laughs> it's not, I, that's exactly what it is, man. Yeah. It's make it fun for you. Mm-hmm. Take whatever sort of, I mean, I think it translates to life. Take the situation you have mm-hmm. and make the most of it. Yeah, 100%. People, people are attracted to that. And that's what you're trying to get, you know, mm-hmm. on stage. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you, um, I kind of want to talk about what you're, what you're trying to do in comedy and what your expectations are for the future and where you'd like to be. How old are you, by the way? I'm 23. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, I definitely see myself doing comedy mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. I don't know if I just... I don't think I want to do just comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, I s- still want to write yeah. a lot. And I still do write. And I want to do a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to like make a web series. Maybe write for a TV show. Like, maybe like write comic books. Like, maybe write like a... F- movie or something like right. anything i just want to do like stuff like anything under the veil of comedy like i don't yeah. want to stop writing and i still want to do stand-up forever but i don't really care if i get big at either one right if i can pay bills and do nothing else but like write and stand up i fine with it i don't care yeah like i don't need to be rich or like famous like yeah if i can just do live bare minimally mm-hmm. and all i have to do all day is write and then go to a show at night yeah happy with that that's where okay perfect really yeah that's cool i wish i had that i want to be um pretty rich pretty rich yeah it'd be nice yeah i'm more into the fame though fame sounds cool like i'm not gonna lie like Mm -hmm. it sounds awesome it does but there's that part of you that's like i feel like they're they're completely different the like i want to be a you know this is my like what i would love to do and then I just, I want to be worshipped like a god because I'm a human being. 100%. Yeah, yeah. you want to be worshipped anyway. Anywhere you want. Like, have you ever had someone come up to you and recognize you from stand-up? It's the greatest it's feeling of all time. It's the best thing ever, yes. dude. Yeah. It is so amazing. Yeah. I work close to the club. Mm-hmm. So, like, people who, like, live by the club who, like, go a lot yeah. will, like, come into my bookstore a lot. And then they'll be like, you, do you do comedy at Go Bananas? <sighs> like, you're really funny. And I'm like... Oh, like in front of all my coworkers, right. and it's like I'm a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> it's so nice. Oh, dude, it does that like validation from a stranger. So good. It shouldn't feel as good as it does. I know. It really shouldn't. Oh man. But it's amazing. <laughs> like your own mother could be like, "You're the best. I love you." And yeah. you're like, eh, "Shut up, mom. I don't care at all." Yeah, but I love my mom. I Sorry, do too. Mary. Yeah, but. Yeah. Your compliments mean nothing to me, Lee. Yeah. Because they're going to love you. No matter what. Lee's going to love you. These are people that don't have to like me yeah. at all. There's yeah. nothing making them like me. And the, just like a simple like, hey, you were funny. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge the thing you value the most about yeah. yourself. I mm-hmm. acknowledge it. Yeah. And that's a great feeling. Yeah. It really is. It means it's all worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Kind of. Yeah. If you're doing it for the wrong reasons, it's, it's all worth it's it. It's all worth it. Yeah. Well, yeah, dude, this was awesome, man. This was this was sick. You got uh, any stuff to plug coming up? Any shows or anything? Um, No, not really. No? Uh, me and Rand are going to start doing a show called Tiger Punch. Oh, yeah. Explain eventually. it. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be like a, it's going to be a showcase where I, we have like a couple bars we might do it at. We might get it at the No Theater. 
Really? Yeah. Rand talked to that dude and he'd be kind of willing to do it. So that would okay. be crazy. If not, we're just going to do it at the Mock B. Nice. Uh, but is this going to be a stand-up show with that's like really stupid and silly and the best? There's going to be like theme shows where yeah. like comedians have to do it with like accents. Oh, man. Uh, my favorite one, I'll give it to you, is called Crouching Tiger Hidden Punch. All right. And so you get paired up with a comedian. I don't like the sound of this. It's amazing. All right. You go on stage with a microphone that's turned off, mm. and the comedian you're with has a microphone that's turned on off stage. He okay. does all of your bits, okay, but you have to act them out like a kung fu lip dub. All right, and like, I like that so much. It's I, so stupid. It's so dumb, but I love I, it. It's better than me dressed as Chris Rock, which was the other idea. That was that copycat. Is that is Rand's idea? I'm okay. not as hot on that, but I will see it. Well, it involved me. Here's why I didn't like it. Yeah, I'm down to do a Chris Rock impression and right. dress as Chris Rock, but it involved me, me being told I was going to be doing a set as Chris Rock and then sitting in the audience the entire time and never actually getting up there and being told next that's week not, you'll do it. That's one of not happening. Uh, okay, good. <laughs> that wheel idea was. So stupid. Oh, is the wheel is not yeah. happening? Okay, no wheel. Uh, don't no, worry about the wheel. You'll be told like a month beforehand, so you have time to prep your Chris Rock impression. Cool. You should run the show. Make sure Ran has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Good. Awesome. All right, man. Well, this has been great. Thanks yeah. for doing this, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. All right, later.